Welcome to Under the Blanket with your host, Baba Here Love. And here we are in the here and now, the present moment, beyond time, beyond space, uh, under the blanket, the grace blanket of Miraji, deep within his Haridi arms. And I'm here with the Guru Bai, which means Guru Brother, uh, Orion. And uh, the topic for today, we're going to discuss mental illness, spirituality, and how they mix together, God intoxicated states, and our own experiences in hospitals and so on. So that's a good place to start. Orion, tell us about uh, a time where a spiritual awakening led to a hospitalization or something like that, and how it was all related to whatever you were going through. Oh, wow. Hey, Baba, thank you so much for having me on the episode. You're welcome. I appreciate it. This is awesome. Glad to be on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's a that's a pretty uh, deep question. Um, but I have uh, I have been called mentally ill myself. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, this is a great conversation to have. Um, I've been thinking a lot about it lately with uh, the virus going on and uh I don't know. The reason that in my particular case that I was called mentally ill uh, by at least one person right to my face, this uh, this dude that I babysat for his kid when uh, when his kid was like two years old, his other kid was like five years old. I babysat for this couple's kids and I ran into him at the Safeway and he said, wow, like he's like, it's good to see you. Like he just said, you're mentally ill. Like, like oh, well, <laughs> all right. Like you you seem to know that. Uh, but it was just based on walking around and uh, telling uh, uh, telling the folks that I was interested in feeding people that were hungry and taking care of uh, uh, folks that were cold. Like that was something that really interested me. And, uh, and talking about how like it's all one and there's like there's one love. So like uh, there's certain ideas that definitely considered for me uh, <laughs> made me considered uh, mentally ill. And I don't know if you can resonate with that at all, but uh, yeah, it was just uh, for me particularly, like uh, um, it's because I wasn't interested in having a job and doing anything in society in that moment. Um, that really made me, uh, by all consideration in this culture, mentally ill. You know, uh, the way uh, I look at mental illness is Every our whole society, every human being, except a few exceptions, me and Kuro Baba is massively mentally ill. And some people are awakening out of that mental illness that everybody has, like you, and you're awakening out of that. You're seeing the oneness and starting to get a little sane and see we're all in together. And then people, you know, label that mentally ill when you're actually, you know, starting to cure the mental illness of our society and in yourself. And, uh, yeah, and I think as far as uh, mental illness uh, and psychiatry as bipolar and uh, by, uh, borderline and schizophrenia, all that stuff is manifestations of ego and uh, it does correlate with brain issues and so on and so forth, genetic issues, uh, chakra issues, it's all connected. Yeah, well, I wonder about are... that because it, like, it seems like there may be something different well, I don't know if it's different, but like there are like real brain chemistry things where 
Like when I go into states that like, it seems like I'm in the same place for me, it's not super dark and horrific. Like, uh, like it seems to be for some folks. So I don't know if there is some difference there. Um, and I don't know what the difference is, if there is a difference, but I, I totally agree that these states of mind that folks are attaining are the same. It's a similar thing. But, and I learned that first, uh, a good friend of mine um, who I met when I was selling cars in Colorado, his name's Joel. And in the, the three, three years we were hanging out, he got, uh, he got put into the mental asylum, the he had met emergency medical health type situations. He had it twice when we were uh, hanging out. Um, and it coincided with uh, us together taking a bunch of psychedelic mushrooms. And I mean, we were chomping on acid too, but we got really high and we were going to these just whacked out experiment, what felt like experimental consciousness um, type situations. And then I saw that I was, I was coming back and my friend, like he was still there. Um, and or I don't even know if, if that's the right way to, 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 to talk about it or to, um, cause I, I was, I was in the same space, but, um, it's, it's just it, in that space, it's very hard to keep it together. Uh, and we've talked about this, keeping it together at every level and, uh, when, uh, uh, when things get uh, a little crazy, sometimes it's hard to remember the zip code. Yeah, yeah, that's that Ramdas quote. Uh, you know, you could talk with gods and goddesses and whatever, go on all these astral planes, but remember your zip code. And, you know, there's a there's an interesting book I've read about this topic. It's called Spiritual Emergency, and it dives into all the psychology, psychiatric issues, and spiritual issues all mixed together. And Dr. Stanislav Grof, said the issue is yeah all these psychological issues exist but psychiatry denies all the spiritual elements those states of consciousness are all lumped together in abnormal uh states or uh psychotic states they don't know how to understand all these higher levels of consciousness and how they relate or don't relate to mental illness how they could uh, integrate keep it together on all levels and so this book is really great and dr stanislav Groff said they should be called non-ordinary states. That's beautiful. So I guess I would like to tell my story a little bit. Uh, I told a lot about my spiritual awakening, but I want to hear your take on it um, as far as the mental issue. So I had, uh, I read Be Here Now. I did psychedelics. I had an awakening um, back in college. And uh, at a certain point, I... Uh, had three semesters in California and I went back to New Jersey and then in New Jersey, uh, more mental issues started coming up, uh, as far as delusions of grandeur and, uh, messianic complexes. And, uh, what that is, is not that we think everybody's God. It's that you think I thought that, so I'd get this thought that everybody's God, but me specifically, I was going to show everybody that they're God, like me specifically, Eric, not me as an ever it's hard to, to to really explain but it's a ego trip basically is what it is of going through the doorway with your ego now at that point i started meditating a lot i wasn't doing psychedelics i was just meditating 
and I was getting a massive Kundalini awakening, and I was bliss all the time. I barely slept, always happy, always ecstatic, always blissful. But it was getting more and more intense with this messianic uh, thought processes. Eventually, it led me to a mental hospital uh, for a month and a half. Um, yeah, and it was really intense. It was, uh, I was having a great time. You know, I was blissed out. Kundalini, I was seeing all these astral planes. I was hanging out with Jerry Garcia, John Lennon, you know. People were, you know, that didn't care about me were like to be around me because I was fun. You know, but people that care about me saw that I needed help. And, um, yeah, it was a very, you know, it, it's what, I what about, that? about it. So it's a really long story. Wow. Lots yeah. I got to read it, Baba. Yeah. Our, our stories seem very similar as you're uh, as you're talking about it. There's definitely certain aspects that I that I resonate with. What do you think about that particular state that you made your friends and family so alarmed? Because I got that as well. I wasn't so much alarming to the general public, although I definitely was alarming to the general public in this state. Uh, but my friends and family, they were like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, my parents were the ones that convinced me to go to the hospital. And once I was in there, the doctors could see they committed me. Uh, so, yeah, because, uh, yeah, it was obvious that I was saying things that, you know, aren't. Uh, our society has trouble dealing with and yeah like Stanislav Groff wanted to have a place for people like those episodes a spiritual emergency center where they don't just drug you up and they uh let you work through all these states and talk to you about them and have meditations and eventually you learn to keep it together on all levels and you go back into society and you know instead of like uh you know I was given a lot of different drugs and nothing would work the kundalini and the bliss was so powerful that they gave me high doses, low doses, this drug, that drug for a month and a half. Nothing would bring me down until finally I started started to integrate, uh, let go of the ego trip and integrate the different states. Because Ram Dass really goes into that in his book. He says, you know, you go through the doorway too fast. You go, you go through the doorway, but you bring your ego with you, you know, and that's the problem. So right before I was uh, uh, led to Unity, which is the uh, medical emergency health facility that I found myself, um, <clears throat> I had been, uh, I guess, from what looks like on the outside, I'd definitely been on a journey. I'd, I'd quit my job um, and my career that I'd had as an adult in sales, um, and I had become a cannabis farmer, but I was just doing that to make a couple bucks. Really, I just uh, was hanging out, and my main thing—the main thing I was doing was uh, I was doing yoga. Uh, and that's uh, uh, when I just say that, a lot of folks immediately think of the studio, and I, I did that uh, like a couple times. But mainly, I was studying the Yoga Sutras, Patanjali's Eight Limb Yoga. I mean, I didn't. They go all the way into the limbs of who knows, but I definitely had a uh, basic understanding. And I'd been out into uh, the mountains for about a month, uh, hanging out with a uh, with a yogi, um, and I was I was doing pranayama all the time, constantly had breath control, and 
and I guess it's hard to rule out the psychedelics. Like when I was on that cannabis farm, which is about a month, uh, a month before I blasted out to the desert to uh, have 30 days out in the middle of nowhere, um, I chomped on some acid, and then whilst on an acid reverie, I smoked DMT or in, inhaled, vaporized MEO DMT, and um, that really, really whacked my consciousness out for a while. Uh, and I came back, but I was, I, I mean, who knows what level I came back, but out in the desert, here's another one. Uh, uh, my my homie Amrit Das, he served up some Amanita muscaria, and this uh, that's the the red or orange mushroom with white dots. Um, and I'd never done that one before. And the trip on that one wasn't overly psychedelic. I didn't feel like like it was just like I felt high, kind of stoned on cannabis maybe, but definitely it was a little different. But nothing visual, no hallucinations or distortions in my visual field but the next day after that for whatever reason just everything changed everything like I started seeing that we were all connected uh, and I knew this before but I was watching it I was watching people's hand motions as as they're talking to each other and guiding each other's subconscious and every single scratch underneath the eye every single was was folks directing we're all directing each other and I saw that out in the desert, and uh, it got me just, uh, it was the funnest thing that I could do is watch people. So when I came back uh, from spending that month out in the desert, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to live indoors. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be outside. I had no intention of getting a job. Um, and this was concerning to a lot of uh, the folks uh, directly in my life, uh, my uh, baby's mama my ma and all family and friends good chunk of them were concerned not my sister my sister just younger than me she wasn't so concerned um but then uh i gave all my stuff away like i didn't have very much stuff it was a process for sure so i gave all my stuff away and as i did that i started seeing that not only were the signs visual but the visual signs led me to hear, like I was hearing the signs. I was like the whole, the whole sensory experience was talking to me um, directly through sounds. I'd hear a bird chirp. I'd look up in the tree. There'd be a tra uh, trail in the sky from a jet that would let me. I'd look the other way to follow this trail. Then I'd like the whole experience was just opening up. Every single moment was new. Uh, and I got to the point where I was like, I, I'd given all my stuff away. I had one night where uh, I got smashed by the police. And that's kind of a, a little bit longer story. But the main part of that story is that I lost even my, I had a, like a couple blankets and I had a backpack with a change of clothes and I had a cell phone. Psh, gone. I, I wake up the next day in the hospital and I just walk it around with nothing. And that right there was just, it's like, whoa, that was freedom at even another level that I'd never experienced. Um, so, like, within the couple days after that, I'd gather a backpack. But then the universe would tell me, like, just in what felt like the most real terms, to give it away. So, I, I on this one day where I walked into Unity, 
I was following the signs. I'd just given away a backpack that had my passport in it, which I'd already given away before, but magically had come back to me. Um, so I gave away that and I was walking around in tights. I had no shirt on. I'd given away everything. I didn't have a thing. And Ma, the universe, led me into unity. I'm walking down the street, just like following the signs, following what feels right. And I see unity and unity is yoga. And so I was like, wow, I got to go see what this place is about. And I walk in the front door and I look around and I'm like, oh, okay, I know what this is. Um, interesting. I just walked into a medical health facility with no shirt on, no shoes, just tights. Um, and I was like, okay, well, this is, this is, this was a mistake. I'm about to walk right out. But Ma distinctly, like the universe, it couldn't have been more clear in the moment said, talk to that woman, talk to her. Like she, she made it as clear as possible. I'd been following these signs for a while. It was all I was doing in this moment is like, oh, well, I have to talk to this lady. So I talked to her and she offered if I would be willing to have a seat in the living room. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, I'd love to have a seat in the living room. That's a perfectly reasonable request. And that was me checking myself in uh, to the hospital. I, I didn't really know exactly, but I knew that no matter what was happening at Unity, that it was going to be all good. Um, and I was just amazed by the, the staff, like everyone fully awake, full what seemed like full awake full awareness present compassionate loving folks that were communicating at it felt like every level and i was just whoa what a safe spot and i walked in and i saw that the the patients like they they were there too like i i had suspected that because i'd been hanging out on the streets and like fumbling, fumbling around with homeless and home free and druggies of every sort. So I was like, wow, okay, they're, they're definitely um, at a certain level of consciousness that I relate to way more easily than the folks that are uh, in the suburbs of where, where I've always lived my life. Uh, but I was just amazed at that particular, I mean, I was amazed at the whole thing. And, um, but Every single patient there just seemed wide awake. Every single personnel, they, as soon as I walk in, they start talking about yoga. And I'm just like, what is happening here? How do they know? It's like, And I was definitely in the midst of some version of the messianic complex because I was like, oh, well, of course they know about me. And I'm the, I'm the chosen one or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, I just talked to the doctor and uh, um, I talked about yoga and I think it's kind of along the lines of, uh, of, of my version of distilling what Stanislav Grof is talking about. And like, it seems like there is a map for these states of consciousness. And, um, and I think it is similar to psychedelic states and, uh, and states of consciousness. Cause I, I, I had I had prior exploration with uh, psychedelic use. I had prior knowledge of this potential because my, hanging out with my buddy Joel, I watched him and I went and hung out with him um, in the loony bin a couple times, and I had seen glimpses of this. Um, in fact, Joel was uh, like he was 
the first person that uh, that taught me about body language in a way that I had never been aware of for my whole life, 30, 30 some years. But shoot, I kind of lost track of what I was talking about. Um, about unity though yoga oh yeah talking about yoga yama my restraints uh, uh once the doctors understood that i was a yogi I had full control over my body and i was not only under full control of my body but full control of my mental state to whatever level that was possible in terms of i will never be aggressive i will never be aggressive i will not ever lie i will never steal i will never grasp onto things. I will never grab anything, never grasp onto anything. And I will do my best. Those five things, that's my general breakdown of the yamas from uh, Jolly's eight limbs. Limb number one, uh, niyama, I think is very helpful for exploration of these states. Niyama is the, uh, the things that I will do and I will concentrate, focus. I will meditate upon purity i will concentrate i am concentrating i'm focusing i'm meditating on contentment i am also uh, i want to jump in right there um if that's okay i want it yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna jump in right there uh yeah it just was I, when you were describing your experiences i was remembering times uh that i've been through and when i was in that first hospital stay that my book's about yeah, at one point, uh, I was having uh, all these astral experiences, like there was, a, and I, I was seeing all the signs, everything was giving me a message from God, and so on and so forth. The issue was, uh, I wasn't I wasn't really listening to that message correctly, because I had an astral uh, woman that I was seeing, and basically like seeing a ghost, uh, very vivid, and she was like a spirit that was like trickstery, and would get me to do things that like challenge the doctors about psychedelics and say we, they should be legal and you should be able to do them, blah, 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 stuff like that. And um, all that got me a little bit of, kept me there. Finally, I started to listen to this voice that was telling me, play the game. They kept saying it was very clear, it was still, it was silent. It just said, play the game. And finally, I started playing the game. I got out of that hospital really quickly. Playing the game has got me through a lot of situations um and gets me through life uh i can't always uh i could be god inside and be one with god but then on the outside i play the game like i'm eric you know that's beautiful yeah i think uh all that long explanation about yoga it really does did come down to play in the game and uh just knowing exactly what they wanted to hear and I was I was let go within just a couple hours. As soon as uh, I talked to the doctor within uh, the first hour, and they got me some clothes and they sent me on my way. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, how do you find uh, you're doing these days? I'm well, Baba. Thank you so much for asking. I am. Uh, I'm great. Yeah, couldn't couldn't ask for more in this world. I have healthy family good life i don't know it's uh i'm wonderful i'm filled with wonder how about yourself that's beautiful man like i feel um all these experiences that i've been through with uh, mental spirituality i've been diagnosed bipolar um yeah and i work with that energy and i do take a medicine 
a mild one. And yeah, like, uh, you know, I found it useful. No, I'm not really bipolar. I am God. But in the game I play, I use that diagnosis to get benefits from the government, so on and so forth. And yes, my body does have that sort of pattern. You know, that pattern exists on that level. But ultimately, I'm not my body. I am not my brain. I am not any of that. I am consciousness, cosmic consciousness, you know? I do know that. Yeah. So you're able to tell the government, tell the enforcement body one thing, but you don't believe that it really affects how you live. I believe that it exists from from society and my body. Yes, my body has a bipolar disorder. It's a disability. I accept all that. But that is not who I really am. That's my body. That's my brain. That who I really am is consciousness. Now, do I have to tell my psychiatrist, oh, the other day I talked to this spirit and I did this meditation and, yeah, I'm God, by the way, you know? No. I just go in say, yeah, it's been three months. Give me my fucking pills. Bye. You know? Well, it sounds like you found a way that works for you. Yeah, I'm progressing day by day, uh, deeper into the past, deeper into whatever, the mystery, the cosmic mystery. And yeah, we've actually reached near the end of our show. Well, not our show. (laughs) The episode, Um, end of the road. Yeah, that alarm just went off. Uh, Did you hear that alarm? Nah, I didn't hear it, Baba. Okay, it was probably just, uh, it probably didn't show up in the show. Anyway. This has been Under the Blanket with your host, Baba Here, love. And I'm here. I was here. Well, I'm here now. Wait. I just, yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> with Orion, a guru by, and uh, he, we were talking about mental issues and spirituality and hospitals and all sorts of things. I have to come up with a good, interesting title for this one. So, Orion, what about Miraji? How does Miraji play into this, the blanket guru, before we go? Oh, well, uh, he definitely played a role in uh, a lot of uh, um, a lot of my adventures this last few years. But, yeah, as far as how he definitely fits in with uh, uh, with that particular experience, I mean, I guess like he. I don't even know. I don't know how I I don't know, Baba. All right. Well, that's a good that's a good thing. (laughs) I don't know anything. All I know is nothing. So have a great day, everybody, or a night, or whenever you're listening to this. And remember, be here now. Until next time on Under the Blanket.